can Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. The little chick she could do in one of those big envelopes and not a box. Because those... <laughs> This is the Press Box. Those big envelopes, you know, you can fit a lot in those big envelopes, like the puffy ones, and then they can expand. If you throw a few chicks in there, they'd be okay, probably. With Grady and Bischoff. Stop trying to save money shipping your chickens in. <laughs> On ESPN Las Vegas. You know, we come up with these open sometimes, and I forget what we were talking about. Why was I shipping chickens? Sometimes. You, you, you forgot always about this. forget. Yeah. This you was for- like two weeks ago you forgot about the chickens. What was I doing with them? Oh, were they your chickens that you race? No, no. We were talking on the air about how the U.S. Postal Service will ship live chickens. Oh, it's a fun and fact you, Jared knew. Yeah. Okay. And, right. and your your response response was, throw them in the envelopes. Okay. Because right. you don't want to pay for the actual box. Well, I mean, I'm hitting myself with uh, microphones in the. Uh, in was the, good. I have a concussion right now, so I don't even know what the hell we're talking. You should call about. Sam and Ash. You should. What yeah. happens if you injure yourself? <laughs> I'm calling Sam and Ash. Can you Sam sue and Ash. yourself. Seven zero two eight two zero one two three four. Come on. <laughs> the first bite. Did the Golden Knights play the last NHL game of twenty twenty two? Oh, I put the wrong year. Twenty twenty one. I don't know if it was last, but it was, it was a pretty exciting game, yeah. Before the before the pause, I, I mean, mean, if you're a Lightning fan, it was well, so, yeah, game. I mean, it was it was a great game. If you're a Lightning fan, three one, then three three, four three, um, yeah. I thought I don't know if it's the last. I don't think it's the last one. I don't know how long the pause is going to go though. Every time these leagues make pauses and for like two or three days, I always wonder like, what's the point? So they're going to be paused through Christmas. And I think the NHL, I think the NHL really went out of its way to protect its players over Christmas because they earlier said, nobody's going to, we're stopping all cross country travel. Nobody's going no across into Canada. Yeah. Into Canada or into the U S from Canada. And that was basically a way that, Hey, if you test positive in a different country, you can't yeah. leave the country and you might be stuck there over Christmas was the idea there. And now the NHL already takes Christmas Eve and Christmas off, but this was basically them saying, well, let's just shut it down a couple of days earlier than that and make sure everybody's okay, can go home for Christmas. I honestly think the NHL was just out here like, you know what? We want to enjoy our Christmas, so let's just take like four days off. And they do it every year. They're big into Christmas, the NHL, far more than the NBA says we're all playing on Christmas. The NHL says we're taking Christmas off. Uh so you're probably right. They probably wanted to make absolutely sure guys weren't in other countries and their families were home and they couldn't get home to, you know, the the wife and the kids and for Christmas morning. Um, but they've always taken Christmas. So I, I'll be interested to see when they come back on the testing, when they come back on the 27th. Yeah, because everybody is supposed to stay away from the team facility starting right. today. Today, they like, can't go in. Yeah, not supposed to be in the team facility. So they're trying to keep, you know, players from congregating together, which – the majority of the NHL at this point has has had COVID outbreaks and have had, yeah. uh, I mean, everybody has had a postponed game now that they decided to cancel Wednesday and Thursday's games. But it is interesting to see what happens after that because it's going to be four or five days. I don't know that these teams are going to have their issues cleared up in four or five days. That seems That's the point. How unlikely. are they all going to go from the, all these positive tests into, hey, everyone's okay. Right. I just don't think that's possible. So I'm curious to see what happens on December 26th. Are they coming back and playing games and good to go? Or are they coming back and, oh, wow, uh, entire teams have tested positive again right. and we're not playing. 
Riley Smith yesterday after the game uh, talked about the idea of not testing vaccinated players and how that's something that he wants. He wants the NHL to stop testing vaccinated players. We've seen that the NFL. That's basically their new policy is if you're vaccinated, you're not getting tested regularly. And now Riley Smith is sort of pushing for that. We asked Kelly McCrimmon about it yesterday. And he said that it's, it's been discussed whether or not it gets put in. We'll see, but it's been discussed. And I think, I think our sports leagues are all going to end up going to that. I think they're all going to end up going to, hey, if you're vaccinated, we're not testing you, and you're just you're good to go. So Riley Smith last night was talking, because Eiserman is the one who said this from Detroit, yep. and he's the one who said, hey, let's not test vaccinated players. When I saw Riley Smith's quote, I, I did not listen to it on the Zoom, was he specifically, was he talking about the entire league, or was he talking about the Knights? Because he kept saying, I wish we did that here. Or he said he said that. Was he talking about the Golden Knights? Was he, talking he was talking about, about the here as in the NHL, because he was comparing okay, it to, the other, was, he was comparing it to yeah. other, other leagues in okay. the U.S. Right. So he was saying, I wish we did that here as in the, league. the NHL, because that's, again, it's a stark difference the NFL went to, and... For our sports leagues, if your main priority is get these games in, then you're going to stop testing vaccinated players because the best way to play the games is to not test vaccinated players. Basically say, hey, if you're vaccinated, then we're not worried about you anymore. Now, I would be curious to see uh, if any of our leagues make the booster part of that vaccination requirement because... the, the early math, I guess, is that the booster is is extremely like it's if you have the booster, you're even like 10 times more safer than you are if you right. just have right. the two shots. So I do wonder if like the NHL comes in and says, OK, to be considered fully vaccinated, you have to also have the booster and then we won't test you anymore. Okay. I'd be curious to see if they do that. And that's to me, that's probably where you go. If you're a sports league, yeah. it's a little bit irresponsible as a member of society because you can be asymptomatic vaccinated and you can still spread this. That's what we've learned over these last couple of uh, weeks. But I think if you're a sports league, that's, that's the route to go to get all the games in without, you know, having a, you know, missing a bunch of players or the NBA out here was like, yeah, you can sign guys from the G league for a week. If you need them, well, you know, can sign Derek Carr. Yeah. He's a guard who can shoot. Yeah. Thanks. He, he let us know the other day. We lost Kevin Durant. Yeah. Derek Carr is really going <laughs> to help fill in for he Kevin Durant. He can make Durant. shots. He, he did it back in uh, when he was uh, playing pickup in uh, yeah. intramurals at Fresno State. So i curious to see what happens on the 26th. Curious to see if and when the NHL decides they're going to stop testing vaccinated players because that seems like the right answer. And isn't that another league where it's going to be on the honest, honor system? Yeah, as far as if you're symptomatic yeah, or not. If, yeah. If you're, if, you know, is. hey, I have this 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 morning, but I think it's a cold, so I might as well not say anything. Right. You're going to have to trust that, A, the players themselves will self-report. I also think you have to trust that, like, players and staff will basically be like, hey, dude, you've coughed like three times since you've been here. Oh, yeah, get you've got to look out, out for others. Exactly. Like, yes. Like, get the hell out yes. of here. Like, go to the testing right now. Why are you sweating in 20-degree <laughs> rooms? There's something wrong. So I do think there's there's a level of, you know, do you have teammates and staff that are willing to effectively snitch on guys right. like, eh, your Jimmy looks a little yeah. peaked this morning. <laughs> You're looking a little pale. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, go get tested. Yeah, get out of here. So we'll see. Now. How worrisome is it that Mark Stone got hurt last night? I'm not sure what he got, though. I'm not sure. He, I don't he think went anybody and, is. Uh, w- what actually happened to him? Because he got, he basically got, like, slide tackled. Like, right. a soccer play where the guy would have gotten a red card. 
guy for the lightning fell down and just took out Mark Stone's legs, right? And Mark Stone crawled to the bench, right? But he didn't go to the locker room. He stayed on the bench. I don't think he missed a shift. He scored two goals after that. And then he left the game with 13 minutes left in the second period. So he, he played like 30 minutes or something like that after getting his legs taken and out. scoring twice, Yeah, scored twice and then left the game. And afterwards, Pete DeBoer, uh, he Lower tried to body. Make, he tried to make it sound like it was more precautionary that it was, Hey, it's related to a previous injury. And because we've got this break coming up, we decided to just sit him okay. down. I could buy it, but I could buy that. They knew the break was coming. They knew that was their last game for several days. Why did he play after getting his I mean, legs taken out? From was him it for adrenaline, and he thought he was okay? You know, and he he comes off. He, he goes, "Well, it doesn't hurt that he much." He crawled and, to the bench, yeah. but he didn't miss a shift. So, like, if I was, if Pete DeBoer's mindset is, "Hey, let's take it, let's play it safe," because we got a break coming up. When my best player's crawling to the bench, yeah. go to the locker room. If I'm playing it safe, go to the locker room when you yeah. crawl to the bench, not thirty minutes later. I'm trying, I, you know, I'm trying to think. Did he come over and say he felt okay, and they went with him? I'm not sure. I mean, he did came he, cre- on and, he crawl came, to I mean, them? He came on and how did he feel? Okay, he had to crawl. I mean, it's Mark Stone. He's the best player. He's a tough guy. <laughs> uh, to come back and score two goals, though, I wonder when he came back and t- scored two goals. What I'd like to know is, was he the one who then said, "I'm just not right"? He had to be the one, right? Because he's out there scoring yeah. two goals. They, he didn't come over and they said, "Hey, Mark." You didn't look good scoring either of those. We need to put you down now. So <laughs> you go, you walk down the uh, down the hallway. You're really there. having a bad game. Are you okay? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're one goal we away from a hat trick. trick. Yes. yes, you need a hat trick, uh, but your leg looks bad, so we're going to put you down. So obviously, like we're not going to get an update on Mark Stone. For, oh no, for we'll get one next week. Yeah, five days and maybe Lower we'll body. get one next yeah. week. But it is. I mean, it was. It looked bad when he got his legs taken out, and he craw- again he crawled to the bench. Like, it looked bad, but then he stayed in the game and everything was fine. But then all of a sudden, he was just gone again. Right. And it's not like there was another no, obvious hit. No. Everyone said who was there, who was covering it, didn't see anything. Right. He, and he like just he sort just of left. vanished. And the, you kind of realized after a few minutes, the hell is Mark Stone? Yeah. Like, what? Why is Matthias Janmark playing with Max Pacioretty now? So it wasn't like there was an obvious hit somewhere else where you're like, oh, he obviously right. got, he got hurt, hurt there. again. So it's, to me... The way this season has gone for the Golden Knights, anytime one of their big names is is down, it's a concern. Even if they came back sure. or whatever, I think even it's if a, you came it's back major, and scored two goals, I think it's a major concern because we've seen this team lose like everybody, like everybody that's good basically has been hurt this year at some point. So I think it's a concern. I guess it's good that Pete DeBoer didn't come out and say right away that it's serious, but we know this team's yeah. history with injury yeah. updates. It, you know, and Pete's learned. That he, he he can't give us any real information. No. Best thing Pete last night said is, guys, happy holidays. <laughs> Talked to you in a few days <laughs> at the end. Very, the media was very excited about that. Should have been. That was, yeah, should have. They were there tweeting left and right about it. Pete said happy holidays to us. Uh, so, by the way. <laughs> Why? I mean, it was like, every, every, I, you, re, you refresh the tweets, and they're all the same. But like uh, Pete said, happy oh, holidays to us. Genuinely, and I think I've been blocked by more than half of them. It, my favorite thing to 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 like has the puck been dropped for the second period? You have been blocked by half of them. I think. Uh, important question for you: Is Nick Waugh better than Connor McDavid? Uh, here you go. Oh, what a goal! Walked in on head. This was an walked unbelievable goal. That is, that is it a was. genuinely incredible goal Especially by Nick Waugh. 
especially given who he who yes he beat. Yeah. against Victor. It's not yeah. It's not like he did it in practice against Daniil Miromanov, whoever the hell the Milzy. Golden Knights call up from Milzy. the AHL. Milzy stepping in in practice, but like yeah, he's he the, did this to yeah, Victor Hedman. He's the incredible. Goldman. If Nick Waugh is going to be that good, here's the thing: Nick Waugh's got he's already tied his career high in goals. Yeah. He's only played 28 games. Like he's already tied his career high. This is put Jack Eichel on the fourth line. <laughs> Can't can't take Nick Wall off the third line. We have decreased Jack Eichel's significance <laughs> from the top line to the ter- third line, and now because of one play from Nick Wall, Jack, you're going to be the fourth line. You center. know what? They should trade him at the trade deadline. Nick Wall or Jack Eichel? Jack Eichel. <laughs> they don't need him. <laughs> Chandler Stevenson's great. Nick Wall's the next they, Connor I, McDavid. The nonsense that went yeah. into the Jack Eichel uh, trade and what was going to happen and all the coverage. At the you know, Riley Smith sitting around on the trade deadline waiting for the phone, it never comes. Because what happened? Well, we traded Jack instead. Be smart. They they upped his value. They got they let him have the surgery. <laughs> if he comes back and is healthy, they upped his value. <laughs> now they can tra- they can trade him back to Buffalo and get Alex Tuck back and like more picks. Bring them all back. It'll be great. Trade him at the deadline. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll find out if Jared just choked himself to death. <laughs> The one frustration that I have in all of this is that throughout this entire time, there hasn't been real conversation around health. But I don't understand why society in the NFL hasn't talked about legitimate treatment options. It's important that people take this Omicron very serious because it it spreads like wildfire. And, um, you know, if if you don't have your booster, get it. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. You fan of Tuesday Night Football? Yes. I'm a fan of football, so yeah, it doesn't right. really matter. Uh watched a bowl game last night, but um yeah. Oh, San Diego State? Yeah. They won they threw the ball a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, they actually completed they, like they completed passes, which I was like, well, where's this guy been? He's always hurt. Just think how many Mountain West championships they could have won if they'd ever hey. learned to pass earlier. Listen, mister. Five and oh. In what? Mountain West is five and own bowls. Oh well, yeah, they're going to win the percentage. And they win that. They win. They're going to win the championship. It's actually funny, you know, where the um, pecking order in college football is because they put up their percentages. Mountain West five and zero, Conference USA, <laughs> and they did Power Fives. They're all zero and zero. <laughs> they, they only play. They only start playing yeah. when it's like important <laughs> dates. Like there's no Power Five that's played a bowl game yet. And the guy actually made a put. He goes, Power Fives are going to get underway in a little bit here. Yeah, like when you get to Christmas and people are actually <laughs> caring about the bowl games. Look at the Mountain West. What a great oh, conference. What a great conference. Unbeatable. <laughs> who's still left to play for the Mountain West? Air Force. Uh, I believe they had two more. I'm not sure who did. They, they got like seven or eight in. I think Boise still left to play, if I'm not mistaken. So they've got a uh, chance to go seven, eight, and oh. Yeah, they'll lose some. So teams that beat UNLV or... Uh... I was going to say, it, gives, it should give... San Diego State played UTSA. That yeah. was a matchup of two teams that beat That's UNLV. Right. Should give uh should give uh the rebels some hope. Real quick. Do you like the famous potato bowl mascot? Yes, he's okay. Okay. The potato mascot is acceptable. He is not horrifying. <laughs> I just like that he kinda has like a nice smile. Yes. He doesn't look like he's gonna kill you in your sleep, unlike <laughs> other mascots in this town. Um all right, so we got Tuesday night football. NFC playoff-wise, you have the top five who all have 10 wins or more. And then the 49ers sit there at 8-6 and six in the sixth spot. And then you've got a bunch of 7-7 seven and seven teams, Saints, Eagles, Vikings. And then you've got some 6-8 and eight teams that are still holding on to some hope in the Falcons and Washington. Of those teams that aren't in the top five, 
Which one do you Ooh. want to see in the playoffs? Like, which ones would you be interested in watching in a playoff game? Boy, I can't say this too loud because weird uh, Salerno's next door. I don't want him to hear him. Uh, I want to see if Jalen Hurts still played like he did last night and if he can still play that way. Uh, crazy, given, uh, you know, my uh, allegiance to someone in the NFCs, but I would like to see the Eagles, actually. Me too. Uh, and it's because of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He is like, if you go through those teams, 49ers, Saints, Eagles, Vikings, yeah. Falcons, and Washington. I don't think it's close who I'd like to see. The only team with a fun quarterback is the Eagles. Yeah. Um, that's it. Maybe Kirk Cousins would be fun to watch lose a playoff game 41 to three. But like the only team with a fun quarterback is Philly. And Jalen Hurts is fascinating because what are they going to do with him? I don't think they should keep him and go into next year with him as their starter. But I'm also not convinced he's not a starting level quarterback in the NFL. And last night he looked good. Now, granted, they were playing Washington, who was depleted similar to the Browns. But, you know, we saw Derek Carr struggle with the Browns. Cleveland Browns, who nobody knew who was playing. And Jalen Hurts was actually good last night. He threw a pick, but it was a drop pass that Dallas Goddard then kicked into the air. (laughs) And that was like the only real bad throw Jalen Hurts made. All last night. But that's the fascinating part is what should the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts? Because they also they have multiple first round picks. They have the Colts first round pick and their own first round pick. And, you know, at this point, the Colts are going to make the playoffs and the Eagles are right there on the bubble. So they're not going to be high picks, but they could conceivably draft a quarterback in the first round if they're convinced any of these guys are good. Uh, But that's what I'm most fascinated to see is what the Eagles do. I'm not really that intrigued by the Saints. If Jameis Winston was still playing, I'd be intrigued by the Saints because I'd want to see Jameis Winston in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, whatever. Matt Ryan and the Falcons, Washington, and whoever the hell is going to play quarterback for them. Even the 49ers. Like, I'm not intrigued by the Niners no, at the all. The Niners are probably the best of those teams. Yeah, right. They're the best that is like, I, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch that day. I <laughs> but, really don't. Like, if I, if I was one of the top five of those teams, the 49ers are the ones I'd least like to play. Like if well, we're sure, they're, yeah. they're, they're the best of the remaining. Right. They're like, boringly yeah. competent. Yes, yeah, I'd be like, exactly. wait a minute. I got to play the 49ers, yeah. and you get to play Taysom Hill? Right. And you get to play Kirk Cousins? Right. What? That'd yeah. be unfair. So they're like the best, but as far as teams I want to watch, yeah, I think it's the Eagles. Why do I think they're going to keep Jalen Hurts? I think that they've seen the good Jalen Hurts enough to where they won't give up on him. I, I Teams, I think, don't like to admit mistakes. So... There's two there's two avenues for the Eagles here. Number one is they they can draft a quarterback. But right. again, they're not going to have a top 10 pick most no. likely and the quarterback class is viewed as pretty weak. So, if the Eagles view the class as weak, you probably don't draft a quarterback right. this year. You just stick with Jalen Hurts who's been fine. I mean, some nights he looks like yeah. last night and some nights he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. What I would not be surprised is if the Eagles were to like try to go after one of the big name quarterbacks. Like if Russell Wilson actually gets traded, if Aaron Rodgers actually gets traded, if Deshaun Watson actually gets traded, if one of those guys actually, yeah, or Derek Carr, if one of those guys actually gets moved, I could see the Eagles saying, well, yeah, we want to go try to get Russell Wilson and that'll make us better. And then decide, well, if we strike out on those big names, you can keep Jalen Hurts. We'll go with Jalen Hurts again. And maybe we like the next draft class better, or maybe Jalen Hurts proves to be good in your, the next year. And you go from there. So what you're saying is they need to go with Minshew. No. I don't think that's what he was saying. 
Okay, so what I'm saying <laughs> is that they need to go with Minshew. <laughs> the last thing they should do. There's very little reason for them to go to Gardner Minshew. But that's, I think if you're the Eagles, you, you have to realistically look at He's it. He's a winner. Not so much as do you believe in Jalen Hurts, but do you believe you can find somebody better? Better, more competent. Right, exactly. because the Eagles are... The Eagles are good enough that you're like, yeah, that's that's a playoff contender. Right. And if they had great quarterback play, right. they'd be pretty good. Right. They could they win the they'd... Super Bowl? Maybe. So they're a team that you have to look at it and say, look, Aaron Rodgers is available. Does he can we get him? Right. And if you get Aaron Rodgers, then the Eagles, they can probably win a Super Bowl if they have him. But at the same time, if you can't get him, there's no real Jalen Hurts has been good enough that there's no reason to move on from him for the sake of moving on from him. Like there's no, no need you've to gotta, just you've got to be pretty sure that you you're right. doing better than having him. Right. There's no need to and and the Eagles I don't think they're in a position where they need to blow it up and rebuild. Like the Raiders are, are in a position where they probably need to blow it up and rebuild. The Eagles aren't really there. So it's more about can you find somebody better than Hurts? And if not, bring back Hurts. See how year three with Jalen Hurts goes, and maybe he develops enough. Because the other part with Jalen Hurts is like. Can't he be like 90, 80, 80, 90% of Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. Like, can't he At play that role and be... He showed some again, of that last night. Not an MVP like right. Lamar Jackson is, but right. he can be on that same... But 80 trajectory. to 90% of Lamar Jackson could go deep in the playoffs. Right. Would be a very good quarterback. Yeah. So that's kind of what you look at Jalen Hurts and think. Now, again, this guy's had some really bad games where he makes some horrible throws. Yeah. Like he is, he's had enough games where he's bad, where you're like, yeah, he's not ever going to do that. But if, if you could somehow get Jalen hurts to be consistently good, like he was last night, Jalen hurts is a good quarterback. Like that's a good NFL quarterback. What they had last night. So yeah, it'll be fun to see what the Eagles do. Cause they are certainly, I a think team they held on to him. I just, I, they hate, I just think that teams hate make, uh, admitting making mistakes. Other than, like you said, I mean, you don't hold on to him if you get Russell Wilson, but that's a long shot in terms of who's going to get Russell right. Wilson and who's going to make the best trade value and all that. And all those names, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people that, right. you'd have to, that you'd have to beat out. The amount of quarterbacks that are out there that, are, that you can actually say that guy is definitely better than Jalen Hurts that will be available for you to that's trade for. That's the key. Who will be available? Right, because... Aaron Rodgers might not be. He's right. I, if I had to guess, I bet he goes and wins the Super Bowl. I don't know if he leaves anywhere. I don't think he's leaving anyway. I, the he didn't get like an opt out. The Packers have control of his salary next year. So like Aaron Rodgers probably a Packer next year. Russell Wilson. That seems like Seattle's going to up this year right. because they've been as bad as they've ever been with Russell Wilson. And then who knows what happened with Deshaun Watson? And outside of those three, who's the next best available quarterback? It might be Derek, Derek Carr. Carr and. Is he sure significantly better enough than Jalen Hurst that you trade capital to go get him? The Eagles might say, Ooh. "No, we'll stick with." Like, I mean, what? <laughs> like, if you have Hurst, that's a great. That's a great. That's a great question. Yeah. Is who would you think he's significantly better? Yeah. Then you'd move on from Jalen Hurst. Is Derek Carr that much better? Like, would you rather have Hurts and a first round pick or Derek Carr? Given th- he's going into his ninth season, I might rather have Hurts. I think I'd rather have Hurts too because I don't think adding Derek Carr to that team makes them Super Bowl right. contender. When Jalen Hurts scrambles, good things happen. Well, sometimes. Well, okay, he did fair enough. Last night. But when Derek Carr scrambles, he fumbles into the back of the end zone. Coming up next, Brad Spielberger joins the show from Pro Football Focus. Did you get any explanation from the officials on DJ Dallas fourth down play? No. The knucklehead penalty that DJ gets for kicking the ball. DJ is one of the great players on our team. Team guy, 
smart, in it, great juice, great energy, and he lost his composure for a flash of an instant and kicks the ball right there. So they kind of distracted the focus from the call that, that was just made. I don't know, Greg, you know, those guys make these calls when they make them, and they, they sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And uh, it didn't look very good on the little replay that somebody showed me. I'm not, I'm not bellyaching about that call. We need to win the game in all the other ways we could win the game. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Joining us now from Pro Football Focus is Brad Spielberger. Brad, do we need more coaches to use the term belly aching in press conferences? They're usually belly aching about something, so I, <laughs> I respect Pete Carroll trying not to as much as he could, but yeah, that, that's a good one. All right, uh, we were just talking about Jalen Hurts and how, hey, he looked good last night, even if it was against a depleted Washington roster. Uh, so if you were the Eagles, the hell would you be doing with Jalen Hurts in the quarterback position this offseason? Yeah, you know, Washington was obviously missing a couple guys, but they did get back a bunch of defensive line starters. So, so close to 100% you know, on that defense. I mean, the Hurts situation is playing out perfectly. It's essentially exactly what you hoped for when you took him in the late second round, where Yes, it's kind of still tough because he probably hasn't shown you he's a you know franchise top 10, top 12 quarterback in the NFL, but you have him on a super cheap rookie deal for two more years. You have three first-round picks this year, and if you don't love any of the prospects, I would let him play another season. I think he has earned the right to start week one and, and not to have any Philly fans belly aching about that um, <laughs> to see what you have. And then if, you know, if he regresses or kind of falls off, as, as we saw a bit in college, then maybe then you explore finding a replacement. But I think it's worked out wonderfully for them. They needed a cheap quarterback to kind of flush this roster. They spent so much money trying to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, and so you're just patient, and you just let it play out and maybe add you know three non-quarterbacks in the first round, which can totally change an entire roster. Could that change if one of the big names is available? Yeah, you know, look, if, if they do like, you know, they're in, they're in Pennsylvania, if they like Kenny Pickett out, out of Pittsburgh or they like, you know, Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter or one of these guys, yeah, there's no reason not to, especially like you said, you have three of those picks. If he's available at, you know, in the 15 to 20 range from Miami or from whoever, then yes, I, I think there's, in the same way you took Hurts and wanted to see what happened, you can do the same thing with another developmental prospect, draft him, no pressure to start him right away. And then worst case scenario is maybe you trade Hurts going into the fourth year of his rookie deal. Maybe someone, you know, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, someone sends you a second, third, maybe even, you know, a fourth and change round picks for, for your backup. And it's a great way to just continue to turn things over until you do find that franchise quarterback. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus with us. Uh, my favorite conversation over the last couple of weeks has to do with the Ravens and Tyler Huntley. Uh, does Tyler Huntley's play, should that give the Ravens any pause as to how much money they should give Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I saw a bunch of that, and it was, it was making me pull my hair out <laughs> a little bit. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, no. I, I think it's kind of a crazy notion. I mean, look, he had a great game against the defense that has played well this year in the Green Bay Packers, but you know, I, I don't think it changes that, that Lamar Jackson is just a dynamic and different player. Um, you know, Huntley also fits there because he does have a lot of the similar skill set as Lamar Jackson. He's kind of a Lamar light in some respects. But, no, at the end of the day, I think Lamar Jackson is still such a dynamic player. But also, you've built this entire roster and you've allocated resources to, to offensive line and to all these spots that, that, you know, multiple tight ends and all these things that you do because you have Lamar Jackson. So you've kind of, not to view it as a sunk cost, but you've kind of invested so much in him in so many different ways. I think the, the natural next step is to give him that extension, give him that big contract, 
and then you know continue to see if you can make things work going forward. Well, has people seen enough of Huntley where he can make some money off this? Yeah. So the, the beauty there is again, like like a Jalen Hurts or initially with with Carson Wentz, the beauty of Huntley now is you have a very very cheap backup quarterback that you know you can trust in a pinch to not lose you games if, if Lamar Jackson does get hurt. I mean, almost beat the number one seed, the NFC, with a you know playing with a roster that looks like an XFL roster for how injured the Ravens are at this point. So that's the beauty of it there is I think teams also underestimate, look, the top backup quarterbacks are making 6 to $10 million per year. If you can pay a guy like Huntley $600,000 a year, you're saving a ton of money there that you can spend on other spots on the roster. So there's still a benefit even if he's on your bench. And then, of course, there's a potential benefit if someone does pony up in a, in a trade. So one of the biggest guess, fears that players have in the offseason is if they're playing on the franchise tag, they don't have a long-term deal, they can get hurt. We saw that with Chris Godwin. Uh, he's going to be a free agent this year. Do you think he still gets paid? Yeah, really unfortunate situation, but I would compare it to, hopefully for his case, to the Bud Dupree situation from last year. So Bud Dupree in Pittsburgh also playing on that franchise tag tore his ACL on December 3rd, so about two weeks before Chris Godwin's ACL tear, and still you know, was healthy by week one, signed a deal for $16.5 million per year at Edge Rusher, which is actually the top Edge Rusher free agent contract of the of last offseason. So obviously every body is different and how they heal is different. Also the injury itself, you know, is it just an ACL like it was with Dupree, or is there more damage? And all those things matter, but at the end of the day, if it's just an ACL tear, we saw with Allen Robinson from Jacksonville to Chicago a couple of years back, where he still signed a very respectable $14 million per year deal coming off the tour himself. So hopefully for Godwin's sake, it's okay. Um, he still gets a, a decent contract, maybe not that much of a discount off of what he was looking for. And if not, he's still very young. Maybe take another one-year flyer, unfortunately, and see if you can cash out. But I wouldn't be shocked if someone still gives him a very sizable deal. Brad Spielberger with us. All right. Uh, the Raiders have been 500 team for the last two years. Looks like there's going to be a lot of turnover head coach wise and maybe in the front office. If you were the new GM of the Raiders, would you be trying to blow up the roster and rebuild? Or would you be trying to say Derek Carr is good enough? We just need to add a few more pieces and this can be a playoff team. It's so unfortunate because, you know, a couple of these other pieces are starting to come along and, and they really, it would be an easy answer for me, you know, absent a couple of the guys they've lost during the course of the season. You know, I still think you probably try to ride it out. Derek Carr has played football for the last couple of years now. I think he used to get a lot of excuses that his offensive line was really good, and that was part of it. They haven't been good for about two years now. So, and he still has produced at a high level. He has some good weapons, yes, but now it's basically, you know, Hunter Renfro and Foster Moreau have been his best talent on offense for the last month. And, and yes, he's, he's played poorly the last month, but nevertheless, I think you still have to say, look, Derek Carr is going to be 31 years old next year. That's now, you know, a baby at quarterback in today's NFL. Um, I think you try to make it work. You, you have obviously a great young player on the defense in Max Crosby, who you might extend or maybe ride out that rookie contract. So you have some pillars in place that you can build around. I don't think you blow it up. If you do, I mean, look, you maybe get two first-round picks for Derek Carr and you can start over. But as we know, extra first-round picks for the Las Vegas Raiders doesn't really promise you anything. <laughs> I think you answered my question with him. He's going into his ninth year, and people keep saying that the, the cliche about him is, well, he's a top-10 quarterback. He's a top-10 quarterback. If they extend him, what is he looking at? Yeah, I mean, he is, and, and you bring in the age and all these factors. He's probably looking at about $40 million per year, which 
I know might scare some people and sound crazy, but you also have to recognize that the cap's not going to spike this upcoming offseason. It's going to be at $208 million, which is a, a, a normal growth. But 2023, it might jump to $235 you know, plus million. And so all the deals negotiated this offseason are with that increase in mind. And then also, of course, you have the young guys. You know, Kyler Murray is eligible for an extension this offseason. We talked about Lamar Jackson, obviously, maybe getting a deal. So in my mind, if you can get Derek Carr for, four, let's say, five years, $200 million this offseason, that deal, by next year, there's going to be probably several guys that pass Patrick Mahomes at 45. By the second year, that dealer could be a guy at 50. And so I think that deal will age wonderfully. And you try, like I said, you try to make it work with him for the next five years, which, which is not unrealistic to think he can still play at a high level for the next five years. You had me at 40 million. You're out. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm so, I, you know, and I understand the cap and everything. I thought, I thought he'd be in the 30s, but I mean, good for him if he can double his salary. Yeah, I mean, look, 35 to 40, you know, but but I'll tell you this. If they get it for under 40 on a, on a long extension, I would say that is an absolute slam dunk deal for the Raiders. And then, you know, they can spend a bunch around it. They can add talent elsewhere uh, because that will be saving them a good chunk of money on that deal. And, and they can do a lot to help them out. Well, he is Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Brad, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Forty million. Forty million for Derek Carr. Well, everyone says he's a top ten quarterback. I guess that's what they're getting paid. Isn't it amazing that so soon after Mahomes got his forty forty five that he's saying, "Oh, that'll be eclipsed." And I know it has a lot to do with the cap and where the cap goes, but who's getting fifty? Who is going to get? Who's getting fifty? Nobody in this rookie class has looked good, so none of them anytime soon. I mean, how old is Rodgers? Some third-round pick in the 2022 draft is going <laughs> to get $50 million because everyone's like, ah, this quarterback class sucks, which means there'll be a Hall of Famer drafted right. in, like, round four. That, that guy's going to get $50 million. Don't know his name. Couldn't tell you his name, but he goes to some school you've never watched Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Boy, you're just pushing him to the end. All right, coming up next. Oh, the Raiders are relevant in December. Get excited. Big win. You guys are still in the playoff hunt. Just how important was this? Well, you know, pregame shows and all those kind of things are on, and they're planning my future and planning everybody's future already. And, uh, you know, I don't think that we're done yet. You know, we have a long way to go. Uh, we haven't been perfect, but we're still in it. And as long as we have a chance, you still have to put the ball down and play. I'm just thankful for that opportunity that we're in December and we're still playing meaningful games. It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Let's plan Derek Carr's future. Well, if his future's $40 million, good for Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, I'd like that future. But who's going to pay him? That's what we're planning no. today. The Eagles? No. Washington? Maybe. No. Mark Davis? Oh, God. Probably. I yeah, hope. Yeah, I hope. Probably. Yeah. Probably going to make him GM, you, too. You've got, you've got Mark Davis's phone number. Text him not to do that. I'll, t- I'll text him right away. I don't know what you're doing right now, but please don't bury Derek Carr $40 million. All right, you kind of heard a little bit of there from Derek Carr, too. But yesterday, Rich Passaccia says, we're excited. We are relevant in December. Should the Raiders yeah. be excited they're relevant yeah. in December? I think they could. They're still in it, right? They're still in it. They win three straight. They're, you had the percentages yesterday. They're 96% to make the playoffs. So If they I think win out. Yes. If, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, what? exactly. Okay, so, the Colts game is going to be a massacre. Again, that's two weeks away. If they but, win this week, then they only have to win two games, Jared. Let's Jared, be positive. It'll, it'll be relevant. If they beat Drew yes. Locke, it'll be a relevant the massacre team. will be they, relevant. They, they struggled against a third-string quarterback. They'll obviously do better against a second-string quarterback. Yeah, Drew Locke's probably not a second-string quarterback, so yeah. 
Nick Mullins is probably better than Drew Locke. That's I, <laughs> do you that's think probably. so? Yeah, probably. Oh, Drew Locke has not been good. There's a reason Teddy Bridgewater was an upgrade <laughs> over Drew Locke. It's not like the the Broncos didn't land Aaron Rodgers no, to replace didn't. Drew Locke. They got Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Like, yes, Drew Locke is bad. They're gonna the Raiders are gonna win this week, and I'm gonna again come on here and be like, how are they only favored by three? Is, is or whatever it is. <laughs> Is Teddy Bridgewater just the guy that's like, he's so nice? And like, genuinely, people from the us opposing sideline came over to like wish him like good luck as he was being carted off the field. Is that like why his career keeps going? Is it's just like, he's such a nice guy. I mean, he's competent. Like, he's fine. He's not good, but he's a fine quarterback. Oh, he's Derek Carr. No, he's, he's worse. But All right, you're le- you ready for the line? Yes. The Raiders are at home. Lane, one and a half. Come on, <laughs> it's Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, but look, the other day, how can it only be two? Final score is 16-14. One and a half, they're laying at home, which is complete non-belief in the Raiders. It's going to be Daniel like Carlson. Zero belief in the Raiders. Which means, okay, which means maybe they don't give the Raiders a bump for being at home because they don't have a home no. crowd. But I don't think they give him a bump at if, all. If if it's the three point bump for being at home, you're telling me that the Broncos with Drew Locke are better than the Raiders on a neutral field. That's what. That's yeah. oh, absolutely. If they're not getting the three, what? And it was played it's in L.A. this Drew week. Drew Locke. It'd be what? Well, it would be like Denver. Denver minus two on a neutral right now. It's Drew Locke. It was Jim Haskins the other night. What was his name? <laughs> Mullins, Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins, that guy, and, Jim and, uh, Haskins, Jim ha- and and the, the <laughs> Jim Haskins was a baseball player <laughs> in the '60s. I didn't even know. That. I just made that name up. But thank you for telling me that. I didn't know the history behind that. Um, <laughs> and that was only two and a half with Nick Mullins. So they think Drew Locke's a lot better than Nick Mullins because this is at Allegiant Stadium. This isn't even on the road. Drew Locke threw 15 interceptions and in 13 starts last oh. year. So he's uh, Derek Carr's on pace to be Drew Locke. Are we sure the Raiders are playing a relevant game in December? I mean, don't aren't you relevant if in fact you're still in the playoff race? I mean, that means like the Falcons are relevant. Yeah, I mean, I think it's relevant. It's just so such you're lost saying we have a chance. Be, it's just such a low bar. It's just well, such an incredibly low bar. I think with the extra wild card now, there's a lot of low bars going around. <laughs> Because a lot of people are probably thinking, "Hey, we're still in this. There's an extra plot. There's an extra spot out there." It's just such a low bar to trip over that, "Hey, we're relevant in December." Yeah. Not, not, "Hey, we're winning the division in December." Hey, we're in a playoff spot in December. No, no, we're relevant in December. It's such a low bar. Like, come on. Haven't teams already Mike locked Mayock, up their divisions? Only the Packers. Oh, That's okay. It. Mike Mayock started this year saying playoff be team. a playoff team yeah and hey, we're a playoff that's, team that's quickly devolved into you got to look at the process yeah. not nine the and eight and yeah by the way did anybody ask rich Passacci about the process being more important than the result after they beat that crappy oh, browns team because he was asked about sucked. the process though he was asked about the process that it seemed and i i don't i'll, I'll preface this, i have no idea who asked him i was actually watching the zoom but i, I listened and i didn't hear but someone asked him about the process and the question was to the fact of, hey, does this prove the process won? Because you prepared, even though you had the 
suspension of the game from Saturday to Monday, and you had to, you know, you had uh, all of that with the travel. Does this prove the process won? And that obviously is putting the ball in the tee for someone like Basachi with this process craziness. And he said, absolutely. This is a great no. definition of the Listen, process. You got to walk in there and say, does this prove the process sucks because you almost lost to a team with Nick Mullins at quarterback? Yeah. They I almost don't think, lost to Nick Mullins. I don't think that's how the yeah, question is prefaced. I, 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 I'm going to say that if you asked it that way, your credential may have been revoked. <laughs> they, lost to, they almost lost to yeah. Nick Mullins. Your process is not good if Nick Mullins, if you're, if you're a 48-yard field goal with time expiring from losing to Nick Mullins, you don't get credit for your process being good. No more. Like, that that game was the definition of why results are important and process isn't. They suck. Oh, absolutely. But they won the I don't game. know what the process was. They were on right. the bus and were told to stand down. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that's one of the great quotes of all year. And, and someone actually tweeted that. We were just told to stand down. Stand down. What was that? I don't think anyone said that. That's like a They were ready the to go to war. Background. Football is war, Bill. Yeah. They were ready to go. Bill Foley, ready to tell you it's war. <laughs> Bill Foley. That's right. Bill Foley is absolutely told somebody stand to stand down. down. Absolutely. People at his winery, when they're, like, picking the grapes, stand down. Stand, stand down. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like... I don't know if I'd like working for a guy that just is constantly using army metaphors <laughs> in like a winery. I'm like, in a, on a winery, you think it's supposed to be really nice in a winery like with making, all the grapes and the nice area, and he's out there barking yeah. orders and screaming at people? We're just making wine, Bill. Calm down. 